0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin, and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jerry Springer. Oh,
1: Yay. thank you. Thank Woo-hoo. you. This is amazing. i I just noticed I'm wearing the same sweater and shirt as I did the Weird. last week. Me last too. Week. It's so I awkward. Yeah.
0: This is embarrassing. Hey, by the way,
2: my hair's the same way. Yes. Megan, you're going to be happy to hear this. What's that, Gene? The joke is over. Woo-hoo! What? Finally, finally. Because yeah. I, I was did getting... we finally get
0: from the top down? I was getting a, a
2: lot of pressure from corporate. Yeah. I've got I had a long talk with Love Jerry. Love corporate. And, uh, it, and by the way more emails than you want to hear me read. I am not going to read them, but emails about they, uh, insulting the, the aged, Yeah, because it's the hearing aid joke, and it's not about people. It has to do with agedness. So Well, they've spoken to me, AARP too. In fact, AARP they had me at
1: a, at a meeting in New York earlier this week. What happened? Yeah. Well, I'm I went dad. into the boardroom, and I was a little nervous because they're, you know, it's a big company, and they were, uh, the one gentleman sitting at the I end, it was you. a long table. He was wearing this hearing aid. Yes, and he said to me before the meeting started, he said, I'm not even looking, looking at you. This is the, f- I mean, he was bragging about it. Like, why was it my business? He said, this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. It's not.
0: It's not, though. It's just not even funny. Hey,
2: you
1: know what? No, but this it's was like the, the meeting guy, where they like said It's like
0: the guy with the, the hand it. in your pocket and stranger, and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. What's that? Oh, oh, tell that,
1: that one, Jerry. Well, that one? It was I forgot all on about my that. One. Way. <laughs> it was on my way to that meeting. It was at a big oh, office yeah. building in, in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Oh, it's one of these uh, skyscrapers. I got on the elevator. <laughs> Yeah, and this guy what came happened? up and I, it was uncomfortable. He put his, he puts his hand in my pocket. I in said, your well, pockets? Yeah. And I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "I need some change." I said, "Why didn't you ask me?" He says, "I don't talk to strangers." <laughs> that's reasonable. What hey, my know, psychiatrist what, told me I'm crazy. I said, "I want a second opinion." He says, "Okay, you're ugly too." What's red and
0: bad for your teeth? A brick. I hate you. That's my only joke. <laughs> oh! I thought
1: it was a
3: quiz. <laughs> No, that's the
1: only oh, one. I, I feel horrible. Yeah, My wife, God love her, we've been married 43 years, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. But she's not the world's greatest cook. Oh, really. yeah? No, I mean, in our house, we pray after the meal.
0: They're all coming out tonight, folks. Gene, you got any cousin jokes, anything about a monastery? Yeah, well, what you got
1: going on every day? <laughs> interesting you should mention
2: that. We could make every podcast I mean, we're by a material. Just go. No, go. No, no, my cousin Antonio.
1: Oh, what about Antonio? God bless
2: him. God oh, Amen. he died.
1: Oh, I'm he so sorry. Yeah,
2: in I'm the sorry. hospice, very sad. Very come very on, sorry come to on, hear on. Now let's get serious. Okay. Uh-huh. Now let's get serious. Sorry. So I'm in the hospital, in the hospice with him, packed full of family, and Antonio, I probably was the fifth last thing he said in his life. Fifth. I'm switching from a Democrat to Republican. He'd been a lifelong Democrat, Megan, forever. Union guy, a Democrat. Oh, and yes. I, I got over next to him and I said, and I frankly kind of pissed off, and I said, what are you doing? You've been a Democrat forever. And he said, uh, better better that one of them die than one of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. That was an old one, too. No. Hey, no. You, you know what?
1: Hey, you know, you what? know what? You hey, get to say nothing, sh-
0: Mr. Springer. You say nothing. We <laughs> could
1: shorten this podcast by five minutes each week, and no one would be the less And poor. No one would <laughs> yeah, wouldn't lose
0: anything
2: out of <laughs> yeah. their lives. Hey, uh, Orange County, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, somebody firebombs a local Republican yeah, how headquarters. Would, oh my God, That's disgusting. Come on, we can talk against yeah, Trump disgusting. every that's podcast true. all night long. Uh we ain't into that. Nope and god bless the local democratic party yeah. in orange county north carolina that started a GoFundMe. fund uh, they were to
0: like 10 grand weren't they oh they're
2: at 13 and they were looking yeah. for 10. that's and the, and so i would ask that people go to gofundme.com mm-hmm. and just punch in you know i'm orange sure orange county, county north yeah. carolina yeah. headquarters and donate to that uh, fund yeah, that's for horrible. sure because we all got to step up and stop Oh, with that, uh, yeah. That's, that's just, that's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. That's terrible. So that that that's needed to be said. Ridiculous. Hey, Jerry. <clears throat> yes, Jerry. And I want to ask Megan this, too, but I'm a little afraid. Of, I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. I don't Good care. All right, let's talk about body ink.
0: Body what? ink?
2: Body ink. Oh, okay. Let's talk about you You down with that? I'm, I'm talking about body I'm ink. I'm down with that. You're down with Jerry, you don't have any tattoos. <laughs> He's not
0: allowed to. Oh, uh, do I have
2: a tattoo? You don't have. Do you? No.
0: He couldn't. Okay, I don't have in any tattoos. Cemetery. I yeah. do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Would you? And 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 so you are experienced at this. And, and by the way, there are two tap tattoo parlors in Ludlow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I kind of favor. There's some really cool people. They're very much artists. Uh, some doors down from the folk school coffee parlor. Mine in Ludlow, is not Kentucky. art.
0: We'll just get Would you say that? <laughs> yeah, mine is not art. No.
2: You would not call it art. No, no. Oh, mine shit. was
0: a twenty no, you cannot see my test. Was it like
2: <laughs> Was it like spring break senior year of high school? No, it
0: was my first show in college. I was twenty.
2: <laughs> and like everybody just said, Let, let's go get some tests. No,
0: I did. <laughs> I you said, said, I, I want to commemorate this moment with ink on my body.
1: Megan? What kind <laughs> that, of a moment was it? What were you commemorating?
0: It's a fairy.
1: <laughs> my you,
0: first show was Midsummer's Night Dream, like let's be that's fair. Great so dream. I was, yeah, I that's, was a fairly William Shakespeare, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's legit.
2: And that's cool. Yeah. Well that you were right on the point. Why don't the three of us No. No. Come on. <laughs> you have no commitment to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Right here on my
0: forehead? No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. We're not yeah. doing like, you know, a Manson thing. No. He somebody carved that in with a knife, I think, with yeah. some indie ink on the end. No, I say we go, I'll give you another show, because I, I think you guys need to let this settle in. But I think we go down 10 doors to the, to the tat shop, and we get, all three get Tales, tunes, and Tomfoolery tattoos.
0: hmm Don't no. you think? No, I don't no,
1: think. No, I, I, I rarely think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's just not going to happen. I would have had this, a much better know, life how, how if this? I yeah. thought Jean, one After a while. the show, you go yeah. down there. Jerry and I will meet you there. Yeah. Get on get on down there, get your tattoo down, and it's we will like, see you. Actually, this is <laughs> y- it's that's not how it works. Sure it is. It needs uh, Sure it is. You get on down there, ap- take the Ludlow City bus, go down there and yeah. get your tat. No. This I is tokens.
1: absolutely true. Right. We had a, several years ago, we had a, a guest on our show, you know, on the TV show yep. that literally had my face tattooed
2: Are you serious uh-huh.
1: on their butt. Are you serious? I t- <laughs> That's not a joke.
0: Do you know? That's unbelievable. This is no joke. So there are all sorts of like... What what are they called listicles now on the, on the internet like Buzzfeed and all that they have like the ten worst or thirty five worst tattoos I've seen your face as some of the worst tattoos in history and that is no is joke. that right maiden? absolutely there are multiple people that have put this man's face on parts of their body and oh my it, god it's quite disturbing yeah. <laughs> I want to say remember, there are ones from when you're younger and you had like the, like the, the, the tortoise frame like the circle glasses really it's, I didn't know this <laughs> oh yeah
1: I just saw her and it was awful
0: oh no there's there's a guy like I he's like from Minnesota it's like the whole back piece like the center of his back is your stinking face, like in a caricature form with a wow. microphone and like wow. beads wow. all over in the background. What is that
1: person thinking? Not much. Seriously?
0: Not much. And you know yeah. they're not cheap. That was yeah. like 500 bucks they put on their yeah. back to have you there. I
2: want to say, and Megan. I didn't know what to say. I want to say, Megan. I said, oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? That's, that's the only thing I could think of. Oh my
0: God, you have no pop culture references <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. You're done. No, that's, it. that's it. That's <laughs> it.
1: Well, uh, actually, when I was born, the doctor looked at my face and then my butt and yelled out, twins. <laughs> that's a good one. Now, that, that's a good one. I love it.
2: That's a good one.
1: Where did that come from?
2: <laughs> I like that. Hey, wait. Where <laughs> did, did that come from? Did you make that up, from? or is that a joke? Did you just uh, make see, that up? See, he's good
0: on the fly. It's like you I, give him. I two. certainly didn't look <laughs>
2: it
1: up, <laughs> actually.
2: <laughs> we get thousands. We get hundreds, if not thousands, of emails. Dozens. We get seven emails <laughs> total for the whole run of the show <laughs> one of them says one when bobby the- from iowa i'm not going to give the city i don't want to be tracked down but it's <laughs> <laughs> megan hills is uh. the only sane person on this podcast oh well, that's a please, high bar <laughs> please I know, please uh, give he- her a raise
0: oh who is this
2: Bobby from Iowa. I love you, Bobby. From Iowa City, Iowa. I
0: love you, Bobby. Yeah.
2: is, Thanks, is he Is he somebody you're... Yeah.
0: Way <laughs> to go, Daddy. Thank you. I, I, thought, I thought
2: maybe it was somebody from the on, one of the many online dating but services. The, the because I know <laughs> your most popular one is PlessedVirgin.com, isn't blessed it? Virgin.com and, and is my the, go-to for all of my dating needs. That's your go-to now. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, we've got... We've got... Uh, Chalk Eye coming up, which what? is a musical group oh, oh. from uh, Kentucky, Ohio. From the well, I'm going to call it the tri-state area. And by the way, one of the members of these two guys in this group called Chalk Eye is um, an owner of a music store. Mm. There are actually two in the tri. What I'm calling the tri-state area will be Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, because okay. the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky, is right at it's almost a confluence of yeah. these three states. And do you remember Jerry? on your birthday, probably your 70th birthday, you you gave me on my 70th birthday a gift. We're not going to tell what it was, but it was freaking oh. unbelievable. Oh, I, I just know. traded it in the other day and I got know. another gift. No, no, leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. So I then... Uh, you know, I, and, and it's rich man, poor man, Megan. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I mean, I'm just like a uh, riding <laughs> the Ludlow bus. Yeah. So. I got a <laughs> yeah.
1: whole year's tokens on the Ludlow City bus.
2: <laughs> Cost so, you 12 bucks. No. <laughs> Megan, I found by going on to the internets, I found <laughs> the webnets, I found a picture <laughs> of Jerry Springer. I believe it was when you were a counselor in summer camp when you were in college, maybe. Yeah. And he's playing a guitar, mm-hmm. and I pulled a close-up of the
1: guitar. Oh, right, right. It was right, a harmony. Right. Yes, okay. that's right.
2: So I found that guitar. I didn't find that exact one. How will we know? But I found mm-hmm. that guitar, and I got it, and I took it down to this shop that uh, Mike from mm-hmm. Chalk Eye, this group that's here tonight. Oh. And I took it down to his shop. They have a branch in uh, Kentucky. It's the one and right
0: down Main St. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the and really I took cool it
2: in, design. and I said. Uh, can you make this as good as it can be? And he looked at me and he said, this thing's kind of crap. <laughs> and I it's said, there. he said, look, I got guitars and he's got, they have all these vintage guitars, mm-hmm. Mike, and we'll talk to Mike in a minute. It's, it's place is Unbelievable. If you're ever in the tri-state area, you know, Cincinnati, North, you got to go to Mike's got one shop in Cincinnati, one in, in Covington, Kentucky. They sent it to their luthier in Cincinnati and he worked on it hard. And, uh, it but they said you know this guitar is like uh not not a high quality guitar and the fact is it's what you and i i did too you in new york i was in cincinnati we didn't know each other at the time we were both folkies but it was a starter guitar and you played it i bet a bunch oh yeah and i bet you played it when you played out as we say at mahogany hall and mount adams in cincinnati yeah and they did uh, restore it, and uh, you have it. Uh, I assume yes. you have I hope yeah, you I didn't sell do. it
1: on Craigslist. No, after I, that. I sold it for a car. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> is that that Fiat? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. No, is, is um, Mahogany Hall still there?
2: It is, but it's not there it's not as Mahogany that. Hall but anymore. it is there. It's, oh, it's, it's not, like not a, a company. A, and there's there's another story we'll hold till uh, Chalk Eye gets up here. It has to do with uh, Bob Dylan, by the way, who just won the Nobel Prize for Literature. And a lot of us are real happy about that. Count me among them. Yes, we all feel that way. He is a poet.
1: I gave him. This is true, as you. I gave him a key to the city. Yep. Uh, I think that was uh, in
2: the resume that they put forward. uh, That's what that that was what tipped uh,
1: the scales there. Two (laughs) years when he got it. I think it tipped the scales. We're not sure about this. We're not sure. Springer
0: gave him a key to Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: So on his wall now, on his wall, this was back in 1978. Actually, he had just come back from Nuremberg. He had done a, a, a concert in Nuremberg, Germany, and he came back and he came to Cincinnati to put on a concert. I was mayor at the time, and I gave him a key to the city, and I have that picture. with, you yep. know, Oh, wow. So now, on his wall, he's going to have the Nobel Prize and the key to the city of Cincinnati. I mean, Which do you think he puts two more value honors.
0: in? I mean, really, it's yeah. got to be the key. He's hold it, had it longer.
2: Megan, <laughs> I have one of those keys. You would open Jerry's trunk of his car at the time, yeah. and his trunk would be full of these keys. You know what they are? They're, They're bottle openers. It's like
0: Johnny's toys they bottle keys.
2: openers. They're the back end of it's a bottle
1: opener. Remember that, the key to the city. Do you remember that toy store?
0: Johnny's toys, they used to send out keys to the everybody. Key was, thing. <laughs> I don't know,
1: you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, but it's a, it was about three, four inches. It was, yeah. And it said the city of Cincinnati, and it came a little plastic thing. But did. that's how I got to meet all these celebrities I wanted to meet. I would offer, I said, "If you come to Cincinnati games. and give us a concert, I'll give you key to the city." So in 1978, we had Dylan, we had Linda Ronsted, Emmy Emmylou Harris, Eagles. Ken, uh, the Eagles, uh, Big time. Kenny Rogers. I mean, we had all these people coming in, just uh, and it was just so I could meet them. Well, we ran out of keys, so after a while, I started giving out the combination. 24 to the eleven, left, 14 See, to the right. all led he up does, to that. That's it good. now, new material. I love that. He's doing That's so great. It's and like then know was this older gentleman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something about by a new the way, hearing aid. He does
1: that. That. <laughs> he
2: does that. He does that. This is serious, because people could say it's so stupid again and again. No. Jerry is going for the Guinness Book of Record of the telling of that joke more than anybody who would ever think of telling that joke so he has there's a reason why you do oh it, there's a reason beyond the crowd reaction speaking <laughs> of crowd
3: <laughs> speaking of crowd, yeah. Speaking yeah. Of yeah. crowd reaction.
2: Yeah. hey jerry hey jerry speaking of crowd reactions yeah. what do you think of trump's claims that are the election is rigged
1: well <laughs> let me begin okay this every week there's something else that I say is, this is the worst thing he's ever done. You know, when he first came out with these horrible things about, saying these horrible things about women, which obviously I understood that they were horrible, and suddenly some Republicans were saying, that's it, we can't be with him anymore. I was wondering where was their outrage when he was saying horrible things about Hispanics or African Americans or Muslims or whatever. In other words... I guess my point was, if you are saying bigoted things, you can't just wait till it's your group because no one's a majority. So the only way we wipe out prejudice of any kind is that when any group is being uh, discriminated against or treated badly, we all have to stand up and say that's unacceptable. But anyway, so every week he comes out with something worse. And, you know, I agree, this business with, uh, you know, his treatment of women and, His disrespect of women and every conversation everyone now has to have with their kid. I mean, whether you have a daughter or a son, everyone's got to have this conversation because you don't want boys treating girls like that in grade school or whatever and asking questions about what does that word mean and all that. I mean, it's just horrible stuff, horrible stuff. However, this is what Trump has done. And then I'll get to the election being rigged and the consequence of him saying that, constantly saying that. The first thing Trump did is he destroyed, in a sense, he destroyed his own party for the next 10 years. I'm not saying it won't exist anymore, but I'm saying for the next 10 years, they have a civil war that will not be cured by this election. This is a civil war. You will have the right-wing Trump supporters that will be totally ticked off that the rest of the party didn't support it, and you will have the Regular party types within the Republican Party, the, quote, responsible conservatives, they will be outraged at the Trump supporters. You took us all down with your crazy candidate. So there's a civil war in the Republican Party. The first thing he did was, if not totally destroy the Republican Party, certainly damage it. Damaged it for several years, several elections to come. And the next thing he did was he tried to destroy the idea America. And the idea of America of course is, as I've said on many occasions, America is basically an idea as articulated in the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights uh, manifested in the Statue of Liberty that this is the one place on earth that you could have any religion, uh, be of any ethnicity, uh, your parents could be from any place. This was the one place on earth you could come and be free and practice your ideas, your beliefs, your religion, whatever. This was that special place called America. And the first time in American history we had someone running for president who was opposed to the idea of America, who wants to destroy every value that makes us special. Every country has a nice national anthem. Every country has some beautiful spots. Every country has some heroes. Every country in the world. But what it makes America special is we were a country created by an idea. And that idea is special. It's why every immigrant... Wherever you are in the world, if you're downtrodden, at some point in your life, you're thinking, boy, wouldn't be something if I could get to America. He's destroying that. Now, here comes the last part. He's not just destroying the idea, America. Now, with his latest bit about this rigged election, he is threatening, threatening the United States of America. He is basically claiming that... Uh, America, democracy, freedom is fraudulent. He is saying exactly what every enemy of America, whether you're talking about terrorists, other countries, dictatorships, Putin, what they're all saying is America is a fraud. They don't have free elections. Democracy is just, you know, public relations. They don't really have democracy. They don't have any of that. Putin couldn't have hired anybody better to have someone running for president to say, you know what? America is a fraud. Democracy is fraudulent. We have rigged elections. It is a horrible thing to say, first of all, because it is absolutely, absolutely untrue it is not a rigged election number one it is impossible in america to rig presidential elections impossible to do even if that was your motive even if you got the smartest people in the world to try to figure it out why we have over 10,000 counties in america we have over 100,000 precincts in america 100,000 places where people go to vote. In every one of those voting places, as you know, there's a Democrat and a Republican standing there, poll watchers, verifying who's voting. Are you registered? It'd be impossible to get 100,000 voting places to get Republicans and Democrats to go along with rigging it? Which way? You think the Republican poll watcher is going to say, yeah, let's rig it for Hillary? Is he crazy? Every county has a board of elections. And the board of elections, as Gene told us a couple of weeks ago, which he served on in his county, in Claremont County when he was in Ohio, has Democrats and Republicans on it, equal number. The Secretary of State, by the way, most states have a Secretary of State who's a Republican. You think all these secretaries of state, Republicans, are rigging it for Hillary? It is totally, totally a lie. It isn't a misinterpretation. It isn't a point of view. It is an absolute lie that the elections are rigged. Now, that's a separate thing from saying, could you have voter fraud some places? Is it possible that someone walks in who's not registered to vote and votes, for example? That's possible, and it happens on occasion. Do you know since the year 2000, there have been 1 billion, billion with a B, 1 billion votes cast in the United States of America. And of those one billion votes, there have been 31 cases of voter fraud. Someone going in pretending to be someone they're not. 31 cases out of a billion. And you're talking about an election being rigged? Of course it's not. But here's the danger. The first, I told you, that he is now telling the world Obviously, it's a lie, but he has given, I mean, can't you write the next commercial for Al-Qaeda, for ISIS, for Putin? America, don't believe in this democracy stuff. Don't believe in this going out and vote. Let's give people freedom. It's all rigged. So that's what he's doing. He's already started recruiting for ISIS by attacking the entire Muslim world which is a great recruiting tool for every angry kid sitting in their room in front of their computer deciding to sign up for ISIS, you know, because the kid may be Muslim and say, see, yeah, they hate us, they hate us. So he already does that, and now he's also doing this. It is disgusting. And there's one other thing. Ever since 1789, what has marked our democracy, and we have had Liberals, conservatives. We've had Democrats, Republicans, Whigs, Know Nothing Party, whatever it was. Liberals, conservatives, all kinds of candidates. But whoever was elected since 1789, our first presidential election, we have always had the peaceful transfer of power. Even in contested elections, 1876, Tilden got more votes than Hayes, but because of the electoral college, the presidency and and the vote of the uh, Congress, the presidency was given to Hayes. But it was peaceful. People voted, they followed the law, and that was it. In 1960, the election between JFK and Nixon was very close, like 113,000 votes. Nixon had every right to ask for a recount. He legally fell into that percentage where he could have gotten a free recount. And whatever else you thought about Nixon, he understood that to preserve the legitimacy of the American system. He wasn't gonna put America through that. And so he just accepted the result of the election. In 2000, many of us were ticked off because Gore got more votes than than Bush. He got uh, half a million more votes. I'm not talking about Florida even. Give Florida to uh, Bush. Gore got more votes. But after contesting it in the court, He stood there, and it was very painful, but he accepted the vote of the people under the rules that we have, which is the electoral college decides. So we've had everybody on either side, whatever your political philosophy, respect the legitimacy of the American form of government, of democracy, of letting the people speak. And now comes Trump messing around with this sacred right we have, which sons and daughters have died for to preserve this right to vote. And now, because he's going to lose and because it hurts his ego, once again, he's putting himself before the interests of the country or before the interests of anybody else. It's always about him and he's damaging our country. He's damaged his party first, the idea of America second, and now actually hurt the security of our country. I'm telling you, if he keeps saying this, that the election's rigged, the election's rigged, Hillary will win, but there will be some violence. He's inciting it. You're already seeing quotes in the newspapers and on the news programs of some Trump supporters saying we'll have to take it in our own hands. People that are are starting a militia, signing people up. We think it's rigged. We'll take it in our own hands. What do you think that means? This guy is crazy. And where is Mitch McConnell? And, and, And where is Ryan? Put your country before your party. These are the leaders of the Republican Party. You wanna fight for the Senate, you wanna fight for Congress, go get him. I get it. But how dare you support Donald Trump for President of the United States for the damage he's doing to our country?
2: <laughs> Where is really that guy good with the hearing it? No, 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 he laughed. <laughs> Hey we're going to bring up our musical group a group called Eye. I love that title it's uh, Mike Reeder and Bill Sears do a song for us and then we want to chat
3: A couple of times, then she'll come lie down right next to my feet. Well,
2: Chalk Eye. Bill and Mike, and by the way, you can hear their music. They have a Facebook page. Just search for Chalk Eye, C-H-A-L-K-E-Y-E. And if you're in the tri-state area of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, in northern Kentucky, Southgate House Revival, which is a wonderful venue, one of, I think, Cool venues of the country, actually, for Roots Music. And those guys will be there uh, on October 22nd. Hmm. And I noticed, Mike, that you're playing a guitar that has a tag on it. (laughs) What I love about this is that he has Mike's Music Store, and I mentioned earlier a shop in uh, Covington, Kentucky, another (laughs) in a neighborhood called Clifton. You can walk in and grab the coolest guitars and pick up any one you want. And what is that one, by well, the way? Oh, it's
4: like mini pearl kind of thing. To do. That's what I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, basically, like this, this is just my inventory number. And usually, we play a lot of electric stuff. Yeah. So our instruments are like plugged into amps, and I use fax, and it's kind of weird sounding. Uh, but today, since we're doing straight acoustic, I actually grabbed the guitar I never play. So this is love actually it. the inventory from the store. Is he actually it, yeah, the inventory? Yeah, yeah, I just did it about an hour before we came here. I, <laughs> I love inventory. that. So,
1: how much is it? <laughs> this one? <laughs>
4: Um, this one's like four thousand dollars. It's, oh, is that it's awesome? an old Martin, yeah. It's a
2: beautiful guitar, you, yeah. do, by do the you, way. We were talking yeah, I need about $4,000. yeah. <laughs> do about you have a Dylan? That's the one I should have bought you right there, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, instead <laughs> <Center laughs> of the harmony, yeah. I don't know. Um, so Bob Dylan, you have a, a guy that manages your shop, you play in another band with him, yeah. Mark, Mark yeah. and I was in your Covington store one day, and Mark uh, was telling me about the time that Bob Dylan walked in there with a hoodie up, so he was unrecognizable. And he walked in, and he walked all around the store because Mike has fantastic vintage string instruments all over the place in both shops. And there was a young kid in there, Mark told me, like a high school kid, a music guy, Bob Dylan walking around, Mark at the counter, and this kid, this high school kid. And the high school kid says to Mark, dude, that's Bob Dylan. (laughs) And Mark said, I know, I know. So Bob Dylan walked around, came back, had a conversation with Mark about an instrument or two, yeah. and then walked out.
4: Well, Mark said he actually he liked walking around Mainstrasse. So he yeah. reminded him of early New York. And, yes. Of you know, Greenwich you know, Village. He came back and asked Mark how much the rent was down there, actually. Oh, no. No kidding.
2: Yeah. So the word <laughs> is Bob Dylan's coming to Northern Woo-hoo! Kentucky. He's moving to Street. Yeah. Hey, See? by the way. Did he mention the key to the city? <laughs> yeah,
4: right. No, I don't think he did, Jerry. <laughs>
2: By the way, Mark told me he gave that high school kid something, might have been a gift certificate <laughs> or something. School, he said, yeah. listen, he, he wanted to encourage that and nurture that in that yeah. young man. That was the right way to do that. Yeah. Go off and tell your stories, but, you know, don't ask for a selfie or whatever. Just yeah. leave him alone. The hoodie up showed he was just <laughs> hanging out.
4: Yeah, I've, I've met him a few times. He's a super nice guy.
2: Because he's come into your yeah, shop? He he's
4: came into the other store, and the, all the band members hang out there sometimes. And,
2: that's amazing. Yeah, and that's cool. That's a credit to the quality of vintage uh, string instruments that you have, that he knows oh, about your shop. Mm. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, he's one of
4: the few people that makes me nervous to be around, because I'm such a huge fan. Yeah. You know? just You're crazy. not nervous
1: now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird you don't elicit well, the same thing uh, in vintage. See, <laughs>
4: See
2: Jerry. That's why you why make the he, money you make, because is, you're the quipster. You why are you not yeah. nervous? Yeah, right. Why are you not nervous? Hey, do a second song for us, would you? Okay,
1: great.
3: Bill, tell them about this Oh, uh, uh, This song, it, it ties in with what Jerry was saying earlier, and it also ties in with Bob Dylan. Um, this song's called The
2: Water's Rising. All right, The Water's Rising. Chalk-Eye.
3: That we're living in water's rising once again A little higher on the shore Higher every day Baby, won't you come with me Yeah, we're headed down the road again We're trying to find a peaceful wind Baby, won't you come with me? Yeah, we've got a ways to go But we can find our way again Rain falls down
2: Yeah. Thank, you. thank you would you guys take us out on Irene Good Night sure. let Jerry Springer come in on the second verse sure, be unbelievable you better get and nervous we sorry now.
0: about that
3: <laughs> last Saturday night I got married me and my wife settled down now me and my wife have parted. We're gonna take another stroll downtown. I-
1: i live in the country and sometimes i live in town sometimes i take a great notion to jump in the river and
0: drown you've been listening to tales tunes and Tom tomfoolery recorded live at the folk school coffee parlor in ludlow kentucky Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'll see you
3: in
1: Y'all come back now, you hear?